the words our friend is referring to read remain untouched remain unshakable hmm? right remain untouched and remain firm centered undisplaced those words make sense only in the context of our present condition and what is our condition everything touches us touches us and puts its imprints upon us so much so that we are actually nothing but a collection of a compendium of the various imprints that life time and experiences have given us this touches us and touches us and molds us that touches us and touches us and dirties us then something else comes over to touch us and touches us and breaks us and that's how our inner content that's how our consciousness is formed through touch of others not through any innate principle not through any organic sprouting not through anything that is original or of the heart we are just layer upon layers of imprints and therefore there is very little true individuality similarly we have very little rootedness we are like a pale leaf dissociated from the tree even a feeble wave carries us away we are at the mercy of the winds with very little connection with the root that is the condition of the mind that is the condition of mankind and that condition is suffering that condition is lifelessness so that poster simply exhorts one to rebel against that condition
you see, there can be a very good literary, academic answer to this. One could talk of the various theories of mental conditioning in psychology. One could talk of the various methods of spiritual liberation. And if we talk about that, it would all appear quite nice, convincing, logical and polished. But practically, there is only one method to cut through this, these layers of conditioning and, and reach right down to the root. That method is not a polished method. That method is not a well-defined or secure method. It's a very raw thing. It's quite crude. That method is called suffering. Or you could call that method as love. We do not know what the root is. Even those who have talked of the root have very clearly said that just as the root of the tree is beneath the surface and unavailable to sensual observation, man's roots are not available even to mental speculation. We cannot see the roots. Our suffering is the only proof of the root. We do not know what pristine cleanliness lies beneath the layers of dust. But our repulsion and discomfort with the dust is the only proof that we are lovers of cleanliness. Cleanliness we have not seen. Cleanliness, we hardly have any first-hand experience of. There is no point just imagining and speculating. But of one thing can, we can be certain. We can be certain that neither we nor anybody else likes filth. There is nobody in the entire universe living, dead, yet to come, young, old, woman, man, human, animal, bird, fish, tree, algae, fungus, who likes captivity. It's a universal thing. Nobody likes to be in captivity. We do not know the one we really love. 
but we can at least be certain of what we all universally dislike. Universally, without exception, we all dislike bondages. Universally, without exception, we all dislike illusions. We all dislike mortality. There is hardly anybody who loves perishing except in very peculiar situations even very old people want to continue living. This gives us an insight into what our nature is. We dislike bondages, we dislike lies, illusions. We dislike it when things are complicated. We dislike disappearing, dying. Don't we? And we dislike being hated. We may not know what we truly like or love, but can't we at least begin by doing away with that which we so deeply and commonly dislike? And if you want to get rid of something, you'll have to go close to it. If you want to get rid of illusions, and we all want to be illusion-free, don't we? Nobody wants to remain in the dark. We all say, tell me the truth. If you want to get rid of illusions, you'll have to go close to your illusions. And no illusion will ever say, hello sir, I'm an illusion. You wanted to go close to illusions? Here I am, please come close to me. Illusions would always say, well, I am the truth, I am the truth. So if you want to go close to illusions, you must go close to your truths. That's where you would find a lot of illusions. Illusions don't have the guts to declare themselves as illusions. Illusions by definition are pretty scared things. They hide their real name. Similarly, we do not like bondages. But no bondage would ever honestly declare itself to be a bondage. Bondages come to us holding the promise of freedom. So we have to go close to that which promises us freedom. And then dispassionately, ruthlessly inquire. This thing is present in my life as a harbinger of freedom. But what is it actually bringing to my life? Is it bringing freedom to me? I'm asking. I don't want to blindly trust. I'm asking. 
if you love life and if you love freedom, you'll have to be ruthless. You must be. Ruthless. We don't have to be ruthless. As we live, we already are. <laughs> so, we spend a lot of time and energy talking about the truth. In fact, so much of the spiritual environment is abuzz with talks of the real self, the witness, the truth. And when you dedicate so much energy just talking about the witness and the true self, then all the falsenesses smile because you are left with no energy to go close to the falsenesses and ask and inquire and fight. Don't talk of that which is anyway not available to be talked of. Pure being, pure consciousness. These are just stories. No point entertaining oneself with such stories. Get down to the dirty business of living. Go close to the filth. Roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty. There's a lot of filth. You can't just keep witnessing it. You have to actively figure it out and clean it up. Find out what it is. One thing is certain. As we live, filth does exist. We'll have to be unanimous about it. As we live, as the condition of mankind is, filth does exist. No point declaring all filth has merely imaginary and such things. If filth is imaginary, then human suffering is also imaginary. And if all suffering is imaginary, what are we doing here? If you are joyful and I am joyful and everybody is alright, then why waste time? Why not go and bark at the dogs? <laughs> Let's have fun. We are talking because we have a purpose. And we have a purpose because we are suffering. We are suffering, there is filth. We can't just ignore it and live in a fool's paradise and talk of miscellaneous obscure, unverifiable 
wispy things. Life is there to be seen, to be experienced. And we know what our experiences are. We better be honest about them. We better see how we feel while walking down the road. We better acknowledge how we feel when the bull appears to have a strong inclination towards us. Hmm? There were a few of them on the Lakshman Jhula this afternoon. And when the bull is in front of you, then the witness seeks cover. <laughs> Better acknowledge what your actual experiences are, because that's what life is, no? It's not a make-believe thing. You're sitting here and you had a cramp in the calf. Now is the time to see what the contents of consciousness are. Here we are conversating and the dog barks down there. And the listening wavers. That is there to be acknowledged. This is how we live. And then one has to ask, what is it and why? From where does it come? Nothing is so sacred that it can't be examined. Nothing is too holy. Nothing is beyond investigation. including the witness. <laughs>